The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So the first thing that I'd like to name about space, and I won't go into this in as much detail, but that space is often used and a ve- for very good reasons as the portal to the nature of the mind, to connecting with and understanding this mind itself. So I'll read you one quote from uh, Longchenpa that is pointing to this. He says, the mind is like the sky beyond assertion and negation. And just as in the sky, the clouds take shape and then dissolve with no change to the sky, which stays forever pure. The nature of the mind is likewise always pure. It is primordially enlightened, uncreated, naturally present, ultimate reality. Longchenpa is a 12th century teacher in Tibet, and he traveled in Tibet and Bhutan and did some of the most detailed writing and instruction around the nature of mind. So this quality of space that the, this quality of space that allows room for everything. And this is part of what the Buddha was pointing to in the specific things of agreeable and disagreeable can come and go. And there's space doesn't have a preference. It doesn't, it, as far as we can tell, certainly, space doesn't, you know, something nice, something not nice, something difficult, something that's wholesome, unwholesome, pretty, ugly, whatever. It all comes in, into the space. And then when it leaves, the space is still there resting, unaffected. It's never harmed by the space. And there's an invitation here. What is it like to have a meditation, a mind like space, where things can come in and be known and then leave again? And that natural reactivity that we get into when we're focused on the objects, giving our mind a little break from that, an alternative. It's not like we're never going to be aware of objects, but it's giving ourselves an alternative, a way of being with things where we open up. Sometimes it can be as simple as looking at something. You see someone and they're giving and you're in a really difficult situation and you look at them and then you can just broaden and look at the space around them. And all of a sudden there can be a calm, a kind of like, oh, this is just an arising in space. Oh, perhaps it's a disagreeable one, but the space is relaxed and open and we can feel that in us. 
this sense of space also, hopefully in the meditation you touched into it, there can be some aspect of stillness or peacefulness. This, we can access this like in the meditation we did, but there's a very important way we can access this regularly in our meditation, in our lives, which is watching when things fade. So we're paying attention to some object. It might be an object of our mind, something we're thinking about, or it might be the breath. The breath is a good example. Then, or something that's happening in our emotions or with another person. And if we stay with it, if we don't move our attention and get distracted onto the next object, if we stay with that one, there will come a time when that object of our mind or the obsession with it or the clinging to it is really what I'm speaking to. The clinging to it softens. And in that fading away, there's a gap, there's a space. When I said you could feel this in the breath, we're very familiar with this. At the end of the exhale, there's a little gap. At the end of an emotion, there's a space. When a thought fades away, there's an opening. And all of those are pointing into this aspect of space, into the freedom and ease that's available between the objects. There's lots and lots of space, time, opening between objects. But we're so trained to look at the things that we don't pay attention to the space. And so this element of space is an invitation to notice all the places where there's gaps and an invitation to notice that there's ease and freedom, even freedom from clinging in that space. And perhaps as I'm talking, you can sense that this is a very accessible, if we turn our attention to it, access to equanimity. Equanimity has this quality to it where it is allowing everything to come and go. It's not that we're indifferent or aloof or sep- or not, you know, not paying attention, uh, cut off from it, dissociated. It's the opposite. Everything can come and go, but we don't grab a hold of it. And so this quality of paying attention to the space can give us access in a very visceral way to the quality of equanimity. I think in this day and age when we live, not that other ones were different, but just naming that we have so much happening and the ways that things are not as we would wish. And if we can open up and see that there's a much bigger container, it's like going from here, tight, small, to much bigger, open, 
And then whatever arises is arising in that, whether it's the challenges of climate change, of loss in our own lives, of the social injustices that we see. It doesn't, this is very important, it doesn't mean we ignore it and we don't respond, but we're giving ourselves some calm, some stability from which then to be able to respond. If we're caught in clinging, we cannot respond with wisdom. We need to open up and give everything the room to come and go without being reactive. I know for myself, I expand this not only into space, but when we get a very expansive sense of space, we can also start to have an expansive sense of time. And as we crunch down, you know, with things that are happening, this expanded sense of time and seeing long distance, I mean, sometimes for me, it really helps to see the rocks and see the expanse geologically. And that is an access for equanimity, not for non-responsiveness, but for equanimity where this, as the Buddha said, what's agreeable and disagreeable, context will not invade your mind. We let things, in by clinging to them, we're letting them invade our mind. And so finding ways to not be invaded. A simple practice you can engage in is just look around at the spaces between things. You can do it right now, right? As I'm talking, look around and see what it's like to look at the space. You may have done this practice before, not on, not uncommon one, but it's interesting to try to remember it. And notice as you look at the space or another way is even with your eyes open, looking around, See if you can sense the space behind you. And notice what happens as you sense the space behind you. In this case, you just let your eyes go soft and have peripheral, sort of a sense of peripheral vision, and then sense the space behind you. And notice what happens if there's a kind of settling in the mind. So for each of us, we can find our own doorway, what allows us into this place of non-clinging. I'll end today with a little, a short poem. I am beyond limits. I contain all things. Yet you will not find me unless you look between the rose and its petals. I am the silence between each moment, the space the leaf leaves behind as it falls to the ground. When the crickets chirp incessantly and the sky is jammed with stars, between the soft brushes of warm breezes, you will find me everywhere, stretching out my arms. I cannot be found because I never hide, yet I beg of you to look for me, for it is when our eyes meet that every dewdrop is filled with love. So thank you all so much for 
being here and spending this week and i hope you take your practice outside and play with the elements and expand that aspect of your practice if you have found this useful and i'd like to dedicate the merit of our practice this week may it be of benefit to each of us and to all we come into contact and to all beings everywhere to whom we are so intimately and inseparably connected. May all beings be free. Thank you.